This is the Sports Bar Podcast, and we're here to talk Premier League football and all things Premier League content. Um, last week was great. There was a lot of Premier League action, exciting Premier League action. There was Champions League in midweek, and we're here with another weekend of Premier League football. We're here to discuss it. And remember, you can go and like and subscribe for this podcast wherever you find your podcast, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even on the Anchor app. Um, as usual, I'm here with my, my man, George. George, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, as always. Yeah, that, that's good. Um, this weekend is going to be interesting. I mean, there, there's lots of actions. There are a lot of big games um, coming up and everything. How excited are you for the weekend? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we're on the back of a... You know, a not an excellent performance in the Champions League, but, um, you know, it was good. We secured qualification, you know, for the round of 16. And um, we we finally got, um, you know, uh, a proven, you know, a, a good name, a good tactician, you know, to take on the interim role um, for the remainder of the season. And so um, I'm excited. The future is excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to um, see what he has in store. Yeah, and uh, so many interesting fixtures as well, you know, so... I'm, I'm excited for the weekend, yeah. All right, that's just take. And what about the Champions League? What happened, apart from Manchester United, did you find any other game interesting enough to talk oh, about? Yeah, yeah. Um, last week on this on the pod, you spoke about Rich James. I took the opportunity to watch your match, and um, I'll say, I, I must admit, I was impressed. You know, I don't know if it was Juventus or Crotone I was watching. You know, they didn't look. They didn't. They 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 didn't look like the Juventus we've we've become accustomed to. You know, watching they they looked like they didn't have any shape. You know, they didn't look like they knew what they were doing. They did have a few chances, but they they failed to take them. It was a brilliant um, clearance from Thiago Silva. He did very well. You know, to get to the ball. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, like like I said, I, I watched Reese James and. Um, I must say he he is worth all the hype, you know. Um, I saw his his touches, you know, his his how he linked up with um, you know the the other wide men on the right, you know. I think he I think he's 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 he's, he's um he's he's an exciting prospect, you know, and um he's you know evolved and not Thomas Tuchel, you know, he was always capable of you know a lot, but you know Thomas Tuchel is um he's you know. The guy responsible for taking him to the next level, and he's done that. And um, I think he's he's um he's a he's a player Chelsea fans are really excited to have. And um, I watched the the Manchester City PSG game as well. I I I don't know. I don't know what Pep does to these players. You know, they look like machines. You know, they're such a joy to watch. You know, it was an absolutely dominant display. I, I don't know what's going on with PSG. You know, I, I see a, I see a few similarities. I could be wrong, you know, I stand to be corrected, but the way I see PSG, I see it to be a little bit similar to what Manchester United, you know, to, to what's going on at Manchester United. You know, a star-studded lineup, the coach sport for choice, you know. A few reports coming out of Paris were saying that um, the front three is difficult to manage. You know, he, he's struggling to get the best out of Mbappe, Messi, Neymar, he doesn't really know what to do with them. And um, it, 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 it sounds like a, a problem a manager would want to have. But, you know, 
if it's 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 one thing to look at these players on paper and say yes they're an excellent squad they're great they're a brilliant group of players but trying to manage them you know trying to get the best out of them can be difficult and um i think Mauricio Pochettino is um going through that you know currently but uh he, he he's a good tactician and i'm sure he'll come up with you know something very soon but yeah it was it was it was a very exciting game you know i think city control the game from start to finish you know it looked like psg when they 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 didn't know when they when they realized that city were dominating the game they um thought that they just it would be better for them to just catch them on the counter and they did that they had a good chance and um they took it you know with um killing mbappe's goal but yeah um it was you know it was an exciting night of premier league action and um sorry champions league action and um, i'm looking forward to the premier league this weekend yeah the round of 16 should be interesting. I can't wait for the draws. Yeah, yeah that that should be interesting. There are a few bits and bobs left to 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 fill out with the top spots and other things in in the Champions League. And we're gonna come back to the Champions League and Benfica, um, the Benfica, the Barcelona versus Benfica match. We're gonna talk about that, but that will be later in the show at the end of the show. So some comic relief at the end of the show. But um, let's delve into Premier League football. Now, uh, these are the fixtures for this match week or this weekend. As- on Saturday, Arsenal hosts Newcastle in the early kickoff. In the early kickoff, sorry. Then Crystal Palace hosts Aston Villa at three p.m. Liverpool welcomes Southampton to the Anfield. At- also, at the- after their their win last week, host Wolves who are also high flying uh, at three p.m. And then in the late game on Saturday, there's Brighton. Versus Leeds United, that's going to be an interesting. On Sunday at two p.m., there's there there are a number of games on Sunday. To be honest, more than we usually have. But at two p.m. on Sunday, we have Brentford hosting Everton, Burnley hosts Spurs, who lost <laughs> in their UEFA, UEFA Conference League game last night, and Leicester City hosts Watford. Manchester City hosts West Ham, an interesting fixture. And then at four thirty, the big one. Chelsea hosts Manchester United. Um, yes, next week there are also going to be um, midweek fixtures, but we'll talk about them when we when we have the review slash preview show on Monday. But let's talk about this weekend uh, this weekend's action first, and we're going to start with um, Arsenal versus Newcastle because, or should we start with the big game? Let's start with Arsenal versus Newcastle. Let, let's mix it up a bit. Arsenal versus Newcastle is on Saturday. The early kickoff and. Arsenal last week lost to Liverpool convincingly, and we were all saying Arsenal were back. And you know, before that game, we were all saying Arsenal were back, and they had put up a consistent number of games, and they they were unbeaten in about eight games or so. But then they <laughs> they came crashing to the ground last week at Anfield. Um, they faced Newcastle, who who have a new coach. Eddie Howe wasn't in the stands last week or in the stadium last week because of COVID, but I'm sure he'll be there. This weekend for his first um, or his second game as as Newcastle United coach, they played a three three draw with Brentford last week. An exciting game. Do you think Newcastle can pose any church Arsenal? Well, it'll be interesting to see, you know. But um, Arsenal they had a they had a huge you know uh, a reality check. You know, people like you said, people were seeing. You know they're they're back. You know they're resurging and all of that. You know I think modern day fo- football fans. I think we speak too soon. You know we're so reactionary, 
and um we don't we don't we we fail to look at the bigger picture sometimes and um yeah arsenal arsenal 100 a huge reality check you know the 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 performance against liverpool showed them how far off they are you know from the you know the top three sides you know liverpool chelsea and manchester city um and um if you ask me liverpool liverpool deserved to win that game you know by far it was an exceptional performance and um you asked us to whether newcastle can pull anything I, I don't know i think um yeah to be fair to arsenal we we've, we have seen a, a few good we've seen some good performances from them and so um winning a match you know convincingly won't be beyond them i think they can they can be newcastle convincingly but you know newcastle have got that you know that renewed you know that 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 figure that that air of um you know like a new manager coming in you know new tactics new new energy and um they they may ride on that you know and, and use that you know to gain the victory and so it'll be interesting to see so um as to whether they can win the match, it'll be it'll be it'll be, it'll be, it'll be difficult to say, you know, considering Arsenal will want to bounce back, you know, and everything. But um, they can, but it'll be very difficult for them. I don't, I, I don't see them winning, but um, again, it's it's the Premier League and anything can happen, you know. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing because you know Arsenal fans will be saying, yeah, we've we've had a good run of form before the Liverpool game, and then the Liverpool game came. And then we lost by a hefty margin and everything. And, you know, it's Arsenal. So I'm sure there'll be jitters around. They'll be feeling a bit a bit jittery, the Arsenal fans, because there's this Newcastle side who have the manager bounce that everybody thinks they, <laughs> that everybody thinks new managers bring to club clubs. Um, and Newcastle are an, are an exciting side. You know, la- last week, Joe Linton, of all people, scored a goal, you know. <laughs> Uh, he hasn't scored one in ages, and all of a sudden, there's a new manager in this course. And then there's Saint Maximan, who deals every weekend. You know, he 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 seems like he's a Bugatti or something in in a, in in a, in a one bedroom house. He's a Bugatti packed in a one bedroom house or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, um, he's exciting. He he plays good football. There's Miguel Almiron. There's there's all of that. There's a new manager bounce. Um, Newcastle. They can believe themselves, or they can believe in themselves that they can get something from this Arsenal side, because even though Arsenal are, 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 have been good recently, they're, they're wounded lions, if I if I can say that. Yes, I, I I I do agree. I do agree, and um, I don't know. I I, it's a tricky one to call. You know, it's a tough one to call, but I, I still maintain that um. I think Arsenal will, you know, come out, you know, victors, yeah. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's that's gonna be a good game at the Emirates. I'm looking forward to that. That's the Saturday LA kickoff. That's the first game. Okay, so let's see how that goes. Um, now let's move on to Sunday. But then there are big games on Sunday. Um, and let's start with the biggest one of all. This is Chelsea versus Manchester United. And I don't know if you remember George, but in school. This was like the biggest rivalry because these two teams had the biggest fan bases and it was always chaos where there were arguments about these two teams came up and everything. It, it was it was such a good time in school. But um this Chelsea versus Manchester United game, let's let's start with Manchester United because 
Um, reports coming in are yeah, it's no official yet, but reports coming in are that um, Ralph Rag- Ragnick is going to be the new interim manager of Manchester United till the end of the season. Um, we don't know how long he's going to stay, but let's talk about the whole interim manager thing. Um, obviously, everybody knows that Manchester option is Mauricio Pochettino and um, I think Mauricio Pochettino's first option is Manchester United but it seems like it can happen it can happen as soon as possible they have to wait till the end of the season if anything is going to happen so they've brought in this guy who has done really well in RB Leipzig he's now the coach he's now a coach in Russia I think it's Lokomotiv Moscow or CSK Moscow one of them I'm not too sure but he's there he's doing quite well there too Manchester United want to bring him in as a coach. Surely, as he's coming into this job, he's going to try and audit for the main job, like the permanent role, don't you think? Because I I know personally, or I don't know how he thinks, but I know personally, if I get the chance to manage Manchester United, um, I think that's like very a billion galaxies away, by the way. But if I were given the chance to manage Manchester United or anything, I would like to audition myself or as an interim manager I'd like to audition myself to keep the job long 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 term because he's leaving a club where he has stability and everything and coming into a club where he's going to be manager for one year. Do you think Manchester United should should consider putting him in a permanent manager if he does well? If he if he let's say qualifies the team for the Champions League and then wins the FA Cup, do you think he should be in the running? For, for the permanent job at Manchester United, considering what happened to Oleg and Associate, you know, it was the same thing. Came in as an interim coach and then ended up being the long term coach or the permanent coach, and then things didn't really go well. Well, absolutely, you know, because the man is, 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 is held in high esteem, you know. he People call him the godfather of the um, Gengen press. My German isn't good. I hope I pronounced it well. Um, but yeah, he's, he's held in high esteem by Thomas Tuchel by Jurgen Klopp, you know, and uh, many, many other, you know, great names in our, in, in our world of football. And um, and so it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, he, he looks like the, the, the type of guy who has an idea of how he wants his team to play. You know, he's um, he looks like a, a tactician, you know, so far, you know, per what I've heard, you know, he looks like, you know, an astute, you know, tactician, someone who who has a particular, you know, way of, 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 of setting his teams up. And so, and so it should be interesting to see. But the thing about this, my take, you know, the, the, the thing about, um, you know, setting up a team and wanting them to press and everything, I think it's, I think it's also heavily dependent on the type of players you have, you know. Mm. Um, you take a look at, you know, Liverpool side, you know, um, Liverpool had Gigi Munyadom, who's, they had Gigi Munyadom, who this was like an engine, you know. Pressing is 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 is, is very f- effective, but it comes out of course, you know. It takes a lot of, you know, fatigue, mm-hmm. and there were some statistics going around, you know, um, a few weeks ago, speaking about how Manchester United are the the, the team that presses the least, you know, and those are worrying, you know, if. If you look at statistics such as those, you know, there there will be a, a cause for concern. You know, if you're a Manchester United fan and if you want, and if you hear that a manager of this 
this nature, you know, is about to take up the team. You know, can the players play the type of football he would demand? You know, can they? Will they be up to the task? And so, I, 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 I prefer to be optimistic. You know, it, it's it's exciting. You know, new manager, new energy coming in, and all of that. You know, proven, proven tactician, and all of that. But I don't know. I have these. I have my doubts. You know, about these players. You know, these are the same players who let Ole down. Will they be able to? You know. Obey the the instructions of this new manager. Let's let's just see. Let me let me be optimistic and let's just see. But um, I hope I'm not drifting too much to answer your question. Yes, yeah, so it will depend, and it will depend on the man the the manner in which he's able to deliver. You know, if if it's just Takashi football, excuse me, he's here to play. You know, I don't know if the board will will you know you know consider him for the permanent role, but if for these six months he's been hired, you know, um, we're able to play convincing football. Then yes, I'm sure the board that the board would consider him as a permanent role. To, to, to answer your question about the the duration, you said you weren't sure about the duration for which he's you know he's um been being um hired for. I think it's it's six months. You know, like I think it's still the end of the season, and then two years as a like a supervisory you know kind role. You know, I don't know what what the exact role. He's going to take on, but I think he's he's, he's going to have a say in in like the the major footballing footballing decisions in the club. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I I saw I saw um yeah I heard he he may have a say in um who the next permanent manager will be, and so it should be interesting to see. And yeah, like you said, it, it won't be easy poaching Pochettino away from um from from you Paris. See. Because yeah. yeah, from PSG, yeah, because yeah, this we'll have to buy him out of his contract and these Qatari owners, like you spoke about last week on the pod and all of that. And so yeah, there's there is a business side to football, and um yeah, you don't want to get into a tussle with you know another club's lawyers and all of that. And so at the moment, I think the fans just really need to be patient because yes, we are excited with the proven tactician coming in and everything, but to be fair, these players will need time. And again, it begs the question, do we really need time? You know, if you compare it to Thomas Tuchel, what he did in six months and all of that, the Chelsea players didn't really need time. You know, they adapted so smoothly, you know, like ducks to water. And um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't know. The future is exciting. You know, the fact that we can't see what will happen, you know, is, 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 um, is enough to get us excited, you know. But... Yeah, again, to, to answer your question, I just think I think it, it depends on the manner in which he he secures us qualification and um he wins us the FA Cup if he's able to, you know, if if we dominate the games, if we put in convincing performances, if we see that he improves every every single member of the squad, you know, then I, I think the, the board might consider him. Yeah. Mm. All right, so now let's zone in. That's going to happen in the future, but I don't think he'll be appointed in time for the Chelsea game this weekend. So I don't think let's, so. I think yeah, it's Michael let's, Carrick, yeah. Yeah, I think some, Michael Carrick. He's around surrounding his work permit and all of that. So, yeah. yeah. So um, let's let's talk about the game. Um, now let's talk about the Villarreal game in midweek. I watched that game and I wasn't fully convinced about Manchester United. There wasn't a dazzling display or anything. If you if you had seen if you had not seen the game and then just watched the BT uh, um post match discussion, 
with Real Ferdinand and Paul Schools and, and, and Owen Hargreaves here. I thought Manchester United had played that boy and everything. But George, I don't know if you agree with me, but it kind of felt like only only vibes still um link out Manchester United because it was it wasn't a really good game. It wasn't a really good game in the first half. David he had to make some saves and then in the second half, uh, after the change, Bruno Fernandes and Rashford coming on and everything, the game changed. Manchester United were having more possession and everything, and that forced uh, Villarreal into a mistake. And then they got the goal, and then Jason Sancho scored um, in the at the end of the game to to make it a convincing win. Were, were you were you were you impressed with the with the with the game? The result was a good one, but were you impressed with the Manchester United played against Villarreal, considering mm-hmm. the fact that Villarreal had so many injuries, you know, with Gerard Moreno and, and most of the players or some of their good players are injured. Oh, no, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. It felt like more of the same. It felt like, you know, Ole 2.0, you know, no disrespect to Ole, I love him. We've seen some good performances under him, but yeah, I mean, the performances um, of late, you know, um, are nothing to write home about, you know, they haven't been impressive and it, it felt like it felt like that, you know, under VRL. Like you said in the first half, it was it was it was far from convincing. Um VRL, even though they had so many injuries, you know, you they played exceptionally well. You know, it's never easy going go into the ceramica. It's mm. just, it's, a, it's not an it's not an easy place to go to. But again, that's no excuse considering the caliber of players we have. Um David Hill saved us once again. He made some absolutely exceptional saves. If all those goals had, if all those you know attempts had gone in, I think it would have been a very different story, and I don't think we would have qualified for the round of sixteen. And so, props to Davidia once again. I keep saying this, you know, I say it to every United fan. That guy is, um, he was a he was a gift from Fergie. You know, post Fergie's been him. He's rescued us season after season if if it wasn't for him i'm telling you we probably would have been relegated one of these seasons i'm telling you david here has has saved us you know he's been here for us all this while and um he did it again this past um he did it again against brl and so yeah i absolutely agree with you it was it was it was not a good performance the game changed a bit you know in the second half after Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford came on, like you said, um, Donny van der Beek was given his chance, but he didn't. I mean, the way people talk about him, you 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 you'd expect him to shine instantly, you know, just like that. The moment he's he's put on the pitch, but such as football, I mean, you you have good games and you have bad games, and I mean, you just you learn how to improve, you know, from there. But um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't. It wasn't his best night against VRL, and I think Carrick was good to bring him off, you know, and bring um, Bruno Fernandes on. But um, yeah, the it, it was a game of two halves, and the, the the first half was was just simply not impressive. It was not impressive. If we had played the way we did, you know, in the first half, if we had played exactly the same way, I don't think we would have got the goal, you know, let alone win the match. You know, VRL had some very good chances in the second half as well, and. Um, we 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 were we were fortunate, you know, to have created the chances we did, and um, you know, even more fortunate that we took them. You know, um, like you said, we VRL, um, it was a mistake that they forced, 
and mm-hmm. um, it was it was good on Ronaldo's part, you know, to be able to bury it. If if we hadn't, I don't know if it would have created the opening for Jaden Sancho to score that goal and everything. But yeah, and I, I, I think this this hasn't been this have hasn't happened a lot this season and everything. But I think Fred has to have some a bit of a bit of praise for his work Got rate it. in that yeah. game. Yeah. And because almost the two goals were from his efforts, you know, he yeah. he, he won the ball and then distributed it to 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 Ronaldo in the first goal. Oh yeah, he, he pressured he pressured the player to make a mistake um, for Ronaldo's goal and then he won the ball back for Jaden Sanchez's goals in the second half. Um, for the second goal, sorry. I, I want to talk about Fred a bit because just shortly, just briefly, um, he's had a lot of stick this season, rightly so, I think. But do you think maybe the new manager bounce is going is going to um, help him also improve his game? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do believe so. You know, he's um. If if you watch Fred, I don't watch so many Brazil um matches, but mm-hmm. from what I hear, um, Fred for the Brazil national team is 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 absolutely exceptional. Like he, he's one of the guys who you know who has like a major influence on every game they play, and so. It's 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 a bit frustrating to to watch you know to watch him when he's playing for Manchester United because you'd expect him to put in the same performances and um so you you, you can't really it's difficult to pinpoint what, what exactly goes wrong with first game because he he's a good player and um yeah the Mr Ragnick does seem like the type of guy you know to to bring out the best of players you know because. The, the the best yeah from 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 players because I think yeah that that that's the thing about these 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 pressing sides or these these um these sides that have a manager that um demand their players to press you know the game games are lost and won in midfield if we're being honest you know you know you think of Thomas Tuchel sides you know how look at how instrumental N'Golo Kante and Jorginho are. Um, Jurgen Klopp's side, think of how you know, um, Henderson. How, yeah, Henderson, Wijnaldum, you know, and all those players are, you know, and so he, 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 he will definitely be key, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, um, Ragnar gets the best out of him. I think, yeah, he'll be, he'll be the one to, to unlock him, you know, to, um, help him realize his full potential, yeah. All right. Um, so now let's let's focus on the Chelsea side because um, if I, you as a Manchester United fan will be quite um, nervous about this game because Chelsea are so good um, during the midweek game against Juventus in the Champions League. They completely brushed aside Juventus. Um, we know Juventus haven't been in the best of forms this season and everything, but they have been. They had four out of. Um, four four victories in the Champions League. They were flying in the Champions League, and Chelsea made them look like a mid-table team. Um, Chelsea, they still have some players to come back. You know, Timo Werner came on and scored a goal. Hudson Odoi is in good form. Romelu Lukaku is coming back. And if there's any team that Romelu Lukaku will be relishing to play against, is Manchester United. I mean, he 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 got a lot of slack when he was there. He had to always prove them. Um, prove to people that um, he wasn't that as as bad as people thought he was. Um, so this is the game he's 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 going to look forward to. And let's talk about him first. Um, he came in and he completely bullied the Arsenal team in his first game. 
he was obviously relishing that. He scored a few goals in, in a couple of games after, but he tailed off a bit um, before he went off injured um, in that Champions League game against Malmo. Do you think that's a problem for him or do you think he the break was was needed for him? That injury break was, was good for him and he got to reset. He has, he has got time to reset. He has got time to think about how he plays and everything and now he's, he's going to be back in better form. Well, uh, I'll say it was a was a was a well deserved rest for him because um yeah it, it depends on how you look at it because I also think I think we're also forgetting he played um he played a lot of football you know in the Euros yeah. Yeah. you know and all of that and so um he he definitely he de- definitely did need a rest and so but him him what him watching you know the the Chelsea side you know while. While he was away, he must have thought, "Ah, well, these people don't really need me, yeah. you know." So yeah, because you guys have been absolutely, you know, exceptional, even without you know that number nine presence, you know. But from, but in a way, he also be relishing t- to come back into the team because he knows that chances are being created. Exactly. You know? So exactly. if there are chances being created, that means I'll, I'll get the chances. And he's he's the kind of player that when he has the chances, he's going to score. Maybe miss one or two in a couple of. Of, of games or, or something but then when he gets the chance more often than not he's going to score like he did in in in, in inter at inter so he'll be relishing the chance to come back in this team sorry for cutting you off here yeah, oh, no no no, no I, I absolutely, absolutely yeah. agree. no i mean i think you, you said everything taking the words out of my mouth and yeah um like i said last week you know with, with him out you guys you've essentially been playing with with three tens and mm-hmm. what's what's i mean that is like any forwards dream, you know, because you have so much creativity and yeah. um you know so many um chances being you know like like being created like at, at your disposal and um considering the type of player he is now, you know, initially when Lukaku early on he was more like a you know like a poacher, you know, like and a very good poacher. Mm. You know, he would wait, you know, um Wait for his chances. Wait for the bed to be the. Wait for the ball to be fed him yeah. in inside the box. You know, wait and try and get on the end of a cross. Try and hit the ball and everything. But yeah. I think he's he's evolved and improved. You know, tremendously. You know, and dramatically now he's he's exceptional both um with his with his back to go and you know like facing the goal. You know, he knows how to receive the ball and work his way. You know, he knows how to how to outwit defenders. You know he can score long range goals. You know he can score finesse goals, and all of that. And he's he's in, he's any defender's nightmare. You know, and so I, I I absolutely agree with you. He will be relishing the chance. You know to come back. And what what better way? You know to come back. You know and um you know play um like I mean with which um which which better opponent? You know, and to come yeah. near your, your 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 former employers. You know, I'm sure he definitely will be relishing the chance. I hope he doesn't. You know, <laughs> I hope he's not. <laughs> I hope he's not harboring any you know animosity. You know, considering how I, there was a podcast I listened to. You know, right after he left, you know, mm. and he spoke about how um he he heard nothing. You know, the club wasn't telling him anything. You know, he was just on the bench. And yeah. no one from the club had approached him to say anything. And then all of a sudden, he had, he was seeing these rumors about Inter and everything. And he was shocked because, uh, I mean, like, who else 
like where would these where else would these rumors be coming from you, know? mm-hmm. you guys haven't approached me you haven't said anything i'm just on the bench i'm not saying anything you 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 haven't told me anything you're not telling me anything and all of a sudden i'm seeing women look out women look out to enter mm-hmm. i mean obviously you you'd be hurt because you you want to play and all of that and you, you're just leaving me on the bench and so i just hope he doesn't feel any animosity i hope you take it easy on us because Again, yeah, I prefer to be optimistic, but I do not see us winning that game. You know, Chelsea is just too good, very, very good. I, I was impressed and and not it's not not like I was just like blown away. Not blown away. I know you're a good side, but the performance against Juventus was was very impressive. You know, I was so you know impressed and maybe a little bit envious. You know, jealous because I wish my team would play like that. You know, and they're not they don't play the way you guys do and um i i i'm hoping for the best but i do not see us winning the match you know we'll be lucky to get a draw you know we'll be really really lucky i hope we do you know if we win i'll be shocked pleasantly surprised but um i'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a draw but I, I do hope we win i really do hope we win yeah i don't see it happening bro but i hope we win yeah yeah, every fan, every football fan would definitely hope he, even though like the, the odds are stuck against them or everything, he'll still be hoping that the team wins. I don't want to, I don't want to push the dagger deeper in, in you or anything, but um, talking about this Chelsea side, there's so much talent um, in the attacking areas, you know. I, I mean, we could talk now that Lukaku and, and Timo went out back, I don't know what. Um, Kai Havertz is uh, whether Kai Havertz is going to be fit for this match. Uh, as as the time we are recording now, Thomas Tuchel hasn't had his press conference yet, so we don't know what's what's happening. But you know, there's Callum Hudson-Odoi who's on who's in good form. He's got a goal against Juventus midweek. There's 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 Mason Mount who's coming back from injury. There's Hakim Ziyech who I thought was really good against Juventus. There's 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 Timo Werner. There's there's Christian Pulisic, there's there's Romelu Lukaku. These are these are good players. These are more than good players. I mean, Thomas Tuchel has improved them and everything. How do you think the Manchester United backline is going to, is going to be able to handle them? Do you think um, Carrick should go back into a, a back three, considering the fact that Maguire is unavailable for this match, and you literally have three defenders in the squad right now, and if you play all three of them and something happens, one of them is you know, there's going to be a makeshift. How do you think Carrick should approach this match, especially defensively on the defensive side? I mean, how 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 do you? You know, um, he has the the job he has is definitely not an easy one. Um, I I personally I think he should he should try as much as possible to block the supply to the tens. You know, Fred and whoever he plays in defensive midfield you know would have a you know a big role to play because once the ball you know once the ball gets the Mason Mount you know or you know or um you know um ZH or you know any of your tens is too late you know it's 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 just too late you know you have are you the, forgetting the, the wing backs there you go you see this this I mean you you just keep rubbing it in my face don't you I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's very little you can do, you know, and um, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, yeah, 
there's... And, you know, and this Chelsea team scores from everywhere, you know, defenders yeah, are scoring. Fun. Yeah. Fun, defenders really. are scoring, the midfielders are scoring, and then the attackers are scoring and everything. I don't want to rub it in your face because <laughs> I as a Chelsea I as a Chelsea fan, you know, um I'm I'm confident in this game. I'm confident that we can win this game if we are, we are on the best of our form. Yeah, but just probably so, yeah. Yeah. Exceptionally yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. But then the thing is, you know, it's football. And that's that's the only worry I have, you know, that it's football. And it might be on the highest of highs and there's a team that can be on the lowest of lows and then, you know, they can come to your home and then beat you. It, football is not always fair. It's not always a fair sport. That's why you were... You know, things can happen. Anything can happen in football. And even though Manchester United are not really good, that good, or don't have the best of forms, they have really good players. You know, and it's like there's a storyline written because Ronaldo has 799 goals or something and he can get his 800 goal against Chelsea. And, you know, those things in the big game, they are big players, big game players. And anything can happen. And there's also the fact that Anthony Taylor is the referee. And I don't know, this is... I'm about to go on a rant. I don't know how, why this is, but then Anthony Taylor is, he was born in Manchester. <laughs> I don't know what you think about Yeah, he was born in Manchester. There, there, there's obviously evidence that his, his family is a Manchester, has a Manchester United background as fans and everything. And then they still allow him to referee games against uh, between Chelsea and Manchester United. In regards to the fact that this man has evidently caused Chelsea some grave misgivings in the past few years, in the past few years, because I've watched him and I, I've watched him in the game against, I watched him in the game against Arsenal, uh, the 2018 final, I think, the FA Cup final, and Arsenal beat us in that game. But then if you see the way, if the goal he allowed with Alexis Sanchez, it was clearly a handball and everything. I, I don't want to be I don't want to go back far and everything, but it actually pisses me off that he's still he's still allowed to referee Chelsea game. And then the the, the I think two years ago, the final against Arsenal, we also lost that game, and it was Anthony Taylor that was the referee. He gave Kovacic a yellow card, a second yellow card for a foul that basically the Arsenal player committed on Kovacic, and there was VAR and everything, but he chose to ignore it and everything against Manchester United. I don't know if you remember this match, but there was one where I think Harry Maguire stumped Basuaye where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you remember that game. Was it under under Lampard's tenure? Yeah, I think Lampard's tenure. It was Basuaye, either Lampard or Conte. Um, there was one where Harry Maguire was on the floor and he he stumped Basuaye. I don't know if you remember, but there's a picture of that. I think we'll, we'll, I'll send it to you if, after the podcast is over. <laughs> He didn't take a foul and there was VA out there. Last year at, at Old Trafford, there was this one. I don't know if you remember this, but there was this one where Harry Maguire had his hand all over Spiliqueta. Do you remember that? Uh, I, me- I remember that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was one where, where Harry Maguire... Where he riffed that match? Yeah, he riffed that match. It was like <laughs> a wrestling match. And he and so I'm actually very skeptical. As a Chelsea fan, I'm skeptical about this thing at... I, I'm not one to complain about referees a lot. I mean, if, if you're able to score more goals than the opening, the referee has no chance to 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 do this, to 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 cheat for the other opener and everything. But Anthony Taylor, I'm not I'm not very sure. And I, I blame the FA because they allow him to referee matches and everything. But uh, well, let's see what happens in this game. That it's gonna be a rant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't really like Anthony Taylor. I mean, I was impressed with him with the Christian Eriksen thing. 
that happened. He was a referee in that game and everything, and I applaud him for that. But apart from that, I don't think there's so many things to like about Anthony Taylor as a Chelsea fan. And I think a lot of Chelsea fans don't don't like him because when the referee list came out for this weekend, I mean, Anthony Taylor started trending. And, well, if you go on Twitter and, and type Anthony Taylor Chelsea, you would see what I'm talking about. <laughs> but ah, let's see what happens in this match. But it's going to be an interesting match at Stamford Bridge. Two teams who are on different ends of the spectrum in, in terms of form. Um, Chelsea are top in the table. Manchester United are seventh or eighth in the table. I don't really know. But it's going to be an interesting game. And anything can happen. It's football. So anything can happen. And you wouldn't put, put it past Ronaldo to score his 800 goal in, in, in his career. or Yeah, I think so, in his career. And against Chelsea and end up winning the game and everybody <laughs> goes so shocked and everything. But yeah, that's that's the game. George, what's your uh, would you... What are you about to ask me for a prediction? What's your prediction? Well, I'm going to use my heart and, and <laughs> somewhat my head here. But I think it's going to be... A 2-0 victory for Chelsea. In the way they don't concede goals, they really concede goals and the defence is really good. I mean, do you see that clearance from Thiago Silva? Yeah, I spoke about it. Yeah, it was exceptional. It looked like yeah. it hurt him a little bit, but I yeah. mean, the, the timing, I mean, defenders are such hard workers, man. And I, I mean, it, it, the ball was going in. The ball was yeah. going in. You know, Morata would have scored. You know, and so... I mean, it was it was it was just breathtaking to watch. You know, very exceptional, top top tier stuff. You know, that guy has got so much experience. You know, exceptional centre back. Yeah, and and so because of that, the the defense is good. I I I wouldn't be surprised if Manchester United score and Ronaldo scores, but um, I, I'm going for a two 0 victory for Chelsea. What about you? As much as I I hate to hate to you know admit it, I'd want to say. No, let me, let me be positive. Say two two, man. A two two goal. <laughs> well, that's interesting. That's 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 a bold one from George there. So that's bold. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, in terms of form, I mean, if if I was not yeah. supporting this team, or 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 if I was not a Chelsea fan, I, I would still have thought it was bold from you. But uh, let's see what happens. That's the late kickoff on Sunday, the last game of the weekend on Sunday. Um, a game, the game before that. Is Manchester City versus West Ham, and uh, this is going to be interesting because West Ham they had a scalp against Liverpool two weeks ago. They lost last week against Wolves, and they're playing Manchester City, who looks they look like a well-oiled machine. You know, they they look like they're not going to they're not going to lose a match in, in the next year or the next two years. But then West Ham come into this game. Being brilliant this season, they've been exceptional this season and everything. Uh, do you think they stand a chance against this Manchester City side? No, when I look at the way City played against PSG, you know, I I fear for West Ham. No disrespect to West Ham, David Moyes, he's done well this season. But and West Ham beat Liverpool. I know, but this is this is Liverpool and not Manchester City, and mm. um, yes, it was a convincing performance against Liverpool. But Liverpool kept kept fighting back as well. I think mm. if the match had gone on for ten more minutes, I think Liverpool would have you know um, equalized and maybe even gone on to win the match. You know, and mm. so. West Ham did well, but Liverpool did, you know, they 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 did well too, you know. And um, with the way City have been playing of late, I don't, I, I don't see, I don't, I don't think West Ham stand a chance. Yes, they may have. It will depend on how well they take their chances. You know, if maybe they decide to take 
um if they score any of the chances they get and they, they decide to park the bus you know from there and they may have a chance of winning the match but even that you know will be difficult because again i, I keep speaking about the the psg performance because it was like absolutely blew me away it was so good it was so so good you know Mares, sterling bernardo silva i mean it was it was like it was it was a really exciting game to watch you know like Manchester City play exciting football. And um again, no disrespect to West Ham, but I, I don't I don't see them I don't I don't see them coming away with anything, you know. Mm. The I, way I mean yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was saying I was saying, you know, that about a few weeks ago, Crystal Palace went to Manchester City and beat them convincingly too, by two goals to nil and and you know, City did not see that coming. We did not see that coming, but then it happened. So there's this vulnerability about City, you know, and this season that they showed already. And Crystal Palace went then and, and did that. So West Ham clearly will be saying, well, if Crystal Palace did that, why can't we also do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. But Pep will not, he will not make the same mistake twice. You know, I, I didn't yeah. watch that Crystal Palace game. Mm. But um, whatever mistakes they made, I'm sure they'll they'll go over. You know, they'll try and you know reassess. You know, um, try and evaluate evaluate what went wrong. And I I doubt they'll make the same mistakes because again, um, City are third, right? Or are they second? Yeah. Second. They're second. They're second? second. Yeah. They're second. Yeah. And um, I I don't know what the 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 the, the points difference is. You I know, think it's just three. It's just, it's just three now. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's, yeah. that's interesting. That's interesting. And then it's it's even more tight. But yeah, it's three is three 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 is huge. You know, it's it's no mayor yet or anything. But it's yeah. still, you know, considering the standards all these teams set, and then I don't think people would like to drop any more points. You know, mm. he'd like to you know get you know maximum points. You know, as many points as possible and everything. And so yes, I I do understand what you're saying. Um. The perform Crystal Palace performance at the ATR would embolden West Ham, you know. I mean, it will embolden any team, but with the way City have been playing of late, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think West Ham, you know, would, would, would have it easy against them. Yeah. Mm. All right. So you you're going for a Manchester City win in that one? Yes, I am. All right. What what what's called what's the score prediction? I'm gonna go three one City. All right, three one city. Now let's go to the Liverpool game. Liverpool on Saturday, three p.m. Um, host Southampton, who haven't really been been good. You know, they've been down and up this season. They haven't really done so much. Last week, they they last week. Let me check the results from last week. Yes, they lost to Norwich. You know, everybody everybody beats Norwich, but Southampton lost to Norwich last week, and then they come up against a Liverpool side who were who were really good in midweek. Thiago scored a brilliant goal, one of the best goals I've seen this season. To be honest, I thought it was terrific. Um, obviously on form, Salah, you know, um, Mane. I don't know if Firmino will be back for this game or Fabinho will be back for this game, but you know. This team look like they know what they're doing, and it's rock and roll football, as Jurgen Klopp will say. And uh, me personally, I don't think Southampton have a chance in this game, especially at Anfield. Yeah, neither do I. Neither do I. You know, the the team lacking on confidence, 
And um, I think I think they're missing Danny Ings as well. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that guy was he's, you know, he um he used to get them goals. You know, he may not yeah. be a, he may not be a Hurricane or a Cristiano Ronaldo or a Haaland or a Lewandowski, but I mean, he he um he knows he he knows what his job is and he knows how mm-hmm. to do it well. You know, he would he would bag at least maybe ten goals for them a season or something. You know, and Southampton are in uh, desperate need of that at the moment. You know, if if um if they don't you know overturn what's going on, it won't be a funny story. You know, come here for them. They need to, you know, they need to get goals. They need to win their matches, and um, they 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 don't look like they're able to do that at the moment. You know, and um, I I, I agree with you. I I don't think they stand a chance against Liverpool. But I'd like to speak about Liverpool briefly. There was something. Mm. Something happened, and I need to know exactly um went on. Something about Jurgen Klopp, um, a comment about Afcon. What, what exactly was it? In his yeah, I com- saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. But um, wait, I thought the journalist. I don't know. Maybe this might be. But I thought the journalist was actually exaggerating. What what, um, what what was the comment? What was the question? What happened? What, what exactly? I, I think they were talking about um, the. Afcon and he the, the journalist who I think is an African asked him a question about the Afcon, about how he's going to miss Salah and and money. And I think he was speaking, and then he said something about the it's a little tournament or something. Um, I I'm not really sure about the exact phrase he used, but I I know he he said something about said something in regards to little tournament with the Afcon, and he came back and then after the game. After the game against Porto, the the journalist came and asked him and and questioned him about that phrase that he used and everything. And he explained that um, English is not his first language; it's not his mother language. So maybe he might say something, but that's not like the context that he's actually saying it with. And I kind of tend to agree with with Jurgen Klopp in this because I don't think Jurgen Klopp, as a man or as a coach would mean any disrespect yeah mean any disrespect to the to the to the competition because he has salah and, and money in the squad and he obviously knows how 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 big this tournament this tournament means to them or how important this tournament is to his two players you know they are going to represent their countries and it's not usually that you 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 win major trophies with your countries and everything and if you do it's actually a very good thing and salah shows that every time he goes to play with the Egypt national team, he shows how important the team it is to him, sorry. And Mani does the same when he comes to Senegal and everything. So I don't think it was such an issue that should be blown into like... Proportion. Yeah, yeah. But it happened. And I, I think that... The, I personally think the journalist wanted some clout or he was trying to defend... <laughs> Yeah, the the competition in 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 a way that wasn't actually there. He wanted to find something wrong with it because I saw him tweet, tweeting. Sorry, it's this was the question I asked to Jurgen Klopp earlier and uh, all of that. I, these, these days, the world is very woke or very soft. So I mean, the least <laughs> thing that you say, you know, people are going to take it into 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 a different context and make it something. But I generally don't think Jurgen Klopp had anything bad to say about the competition. Sure, it's going to be a distraction to him because it's in the smack in the middle of the season that this thing is going to happen. You know, you lose your players for about six weeks and everything, and and it's going to be a distraction. But I don't think he meant it in a way that 
you know, the journalists wanted to portray it in and everything. But uh, these are journalists. They they actually do things or, or put you in corners that hard for you to come out of. What do you think about it? Yeah. Um. Now, now that you've explained exactly what happened, I don't. I. I um. I'm inclined to agree with what you're saying. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jagan Klopp is he's, he's he's not one to you know underestimate any competition. He likes mm-hmm. to win everything, and like you said, he he knows how important it is for um um for his star players. I mean, if it wasn't important, he wouldn't be the players wouldn't be leaving. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. You see, so yeah, um, the players want to go and represent their countries because they know it's to, to them it's a prestigious trophy. You know, any 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 opportunity to win some silverware is you know it's a good opportunity, and mm-hmm. so. Yeah, he, he they, they wouldn't leave if they didn't want to go and play if it wasn't important to them. And so yeah, I think I, I agree. Maybe the, 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 the journalist was just trying to make um a big deal, you know, out of the whole thing, you know, it was it was uncalled for. I don't think he meant any disrespect, you know, by saying um you know, um it, it's a little competition, you know. Or maybe what he meant to say was it, it, it's it, it's little in the sense that you know it, it wouldn't affect Liverpool as much. Yes, we know yeah. Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, they will be greatly missed. But yeah, maybe he felt that he he's got he's got he's got the depth. He's got players maybe capable of filling those positions while they are away. You know, because it, it, it won't be for a long time. You know, it's just mm. for a month or two months, and maybe yeah, those those players will be able to you know um hold the fort you know in their stead while they are away, and so. I, I I agree with you. I don't I don't think he meant any harm. I don't think he was trying to be condescending or you know disrespectful in any way. Yeah. All right. So um, you're going for a Liverpool win in that game against Southampton. Yes. Yes. I'm going three 0 Liverpool. Yeah. All right. And um, Ralph Hasenhutl, the Southampton coach, says his football is just like Jurgen Klopp's football. It's rock and roll. And pump and punk and everything mixed together. So oh, that's interesting. That'll be exciting to see. <laughs> to see what I'll be excited to see what he brings to Anfield on Saturday. If they don't get dropped five 0 in the end or something, but let's see what happens. Um, yeah. So that's about it for this week. Um, talking about the important games. I mean, we we can shout out Leicester versus Watford, Burnley versus Spurs. Spurs lost. I can't believe they can lose in the Europa Conference League as well, man. Like, it's just the UEFA Conference League. It's the Conference <laughs> League, man. Why are you losing in that game? But Spurs are always going to Spurs. So, I mean, for it's sure. normal for them. Um, yeah, so they play Burnley on Sunday also. Brentford hosts Everton. Uh, Brighton versus Leeds, another interesting game. Norwich versus Wolves. And I want to talk about Wolves just a little bit, just to talk about them. Um, especially Raul Jimenez. You know, he's back from injury. I mean, he had a crack score against Scow, sorry, last season against Arsenal. It was around this time. It's been a year, almost a year to the te- the day he got injured and everything. I was watching a documentary about this whole thing and it was quite scary, you know, because you see things like this and, I mean, you, you think about how dangerous the sport is because, of course, we, 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 we watch a thousand games and these things don't happen and then in one game something like this can happen and people, there, there was an interview by Nuno Espirito Santo who's left there and went to Spurs and then got sacked and everything but you could see the emotion that 
he was speaking with. He actually cried when he was talking about it because he said he was so scared about what was going to happen, you know. And it's just tremendous that after all of that, he's still back into the Wolves team. And not just back, but he's scoring goals. And when I was watching the interview, he was like, he doesn't really, he seemed like he was the least affected by every, like, about the thing in the interview, in the in the documentary, sorry, because he was like, oh, well, yeah, it happened. And I don't remember what happened. So, well, I can't be be affected by it as much. But people that were watching it, people that were living through it, his wife, his, his or his girlfriend, I'm not sure if it was his wife or his girlfriend, his, one, one of them, or his family members, and then the coaches and everything, his teammates, they were they, they they showed how the the whole thing affected them and it's just tremendous that he's back scoring goals and everything. Um, George, I don't know. I, I'm sure you knew about Ralph Jimenez, or Raul Jimenez before before he got injured and everything and how astonishing it is for him to come back and still be playing football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. And um, like you said, it's it's very easy to. I mean. Um, we as we, we we as spectators we don't we, we don't we don't fully grasp what the footballers go through mm-hmm. you know it's a contact sport and i mean sometimes yeah we encourage them you know to go all out you know um, make a rough tackle whatever but these players are literally putting their lives on the line you know something could go wrong in a split second and i mean the the the, the the um the person's life is changed forever you know for, for i mean you, you've changed the course of the person's life permanently, you know, and it's, it's it's very easy to, you know, to to trivialize these matters. But head injuries are so scary, like you said, yeah. like the way the way like um how like the way Nuno felt about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think you know, but I, I Alex Tejas, our left back, he had a similar injury. Wow. You know, if, if you look if you look on his head, you know, he look he has like a scar or something like that you know he was speaking about it you know in, in one interview he did recently yeah he said it really affected him once and so yeah i mean this i mean it's your head if you know what i yeah. mean your, your yeah. skull holds your brain and so i i don't know what could be more you know scarier could be more dangerous than that you know yes your 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 knee your hamstring all those things they will heal i mean it's just muscle but your head i mean i don't i don't know I mean, if if your 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 nerves aren't functioning, what could function? You know, you need you need your head to be able to move your legs as a footballer. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and all of that. And so, injuries like that are never easy. You know, and you 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 you, you could see it was a serious thing because after it happened, after so many months, he was still wearing, you know, yeah. he's still wearing the bandage. You know, yeah. all of that. And the so, helmet and everything. Yeah, the helmet and all of that. And so it's you 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 could see the severity of the situation, but. As as a as a general Premier League fan, you know, I'm I'm excited to see him back. You know, it's it's never easy, you know, despite the fact that yeah, we are passionate about our teams, you want your team to win, you want the you want the other team to lose. Yeah, sometimes it, it, it it's it's very easy to forget, you know, like the the human aspect, you know, of the of the game and you know take into consideration the fact that these these players, you know, in as much as we idolize them, you know, we see them as heroes. They are just that they are they are no more human beings like us, you know. When things can go horribly wrong for them too, and that they've got families just like we do, and um, they've got they, they are providing for people as well and everything. And so, 
when things go wrong like that, you know, it's 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 we we have to feel for them, you know, and it, it, it's just I'm I'm just excited to see he's okay, he's back, he's scoring goals, you know, he's doing what um, is expected of him. Yeah, it's good to have him back. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's good to have Raul Jimenez back, and I'm sure the Mexican um, squad or the Mexican population will be happy that he's still back scoring goals for for them. And hopefully, we'll see him in the World Cup also next year. Um, yeah, so that's about it. But let's let's talk. Let me talk about this Benfica player. I don't know if you saw that, Miss George. Um, I don't know what's wrong with him, man. The coach <laughs> disappointed when he missed. He just he knelt down. He was lying down. I'm like, yo, you like literally cost your team the match. That's like, I mean, you don't miss chances like that. Opportunities like that come once in a lifetime. Why would you miss? Why would you miss? The coach was so disappointed, man. <laughs> yeah, like, they would, so have, for, would, have, would have qualified, right? And yeah, would have eliminated, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for for those that didn't see that chance, um, so in the last minutes of the game. It was nil-nil between ben- Barcelona and Benfica Camp Nou. And um, there was this chance. I mean, Barcelona had gone forward and everybody was forward. And the, the Benfica team got a counter-attack. I don't know. I don't remember the names of the players or, or something. But they were going there. It was a two-on-one. So the other player passed his teammate. They had crossed the halfway line and the other player passed his teammate. The teammate was one-on-one with um, Tested and the Barcelona goalkeeper. That was a it was a lovely dink over the goalkeeper and everybody thought surely, you know, this was a goal for Benfica and Barcelona were out and everything. And this player, I don't know what he was doing because I think the easiest thing would have been to side foot the ball into the net. But I don't know if he was trying to, you know, exaggerate the finish or I don't know. And it was literally an open net and this guy just brought the ball past the 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 goalpost and the ball went out for a goal kick and everything and as George was saying, the coach was totally <laughs> the, uh, he he was he was he was I don't know he was so distraught because it was such a chance if if he had scored they would have qualified and everything maybe one theory is that he doesn't want them to qualify into the knockout stages for the Champions League and then rather drop into the Europa League and then maybe they have a better chance of winning that competition. So, at the end of the competition, when they finally win and everything, he'll be like, yo, you see, my master plan, I intentionally missed that that open net so we could win this because eventually, if we had qualified, we would have met like Manchester City or Chelsea or Bayern or something and, 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 and that would have been it for us. But that doesn't spell all good for Barcelona, though. They still have to face Bayern in the last game and they have to win. The Alliance Arena. At the Alliance Arena. And they have to, even if it was a complete, I mean, it would have been, I don't think the, the the results would have been, would have been different regardless because Barcelona are really poor now and they go and face Bayern Munich who have qualified already though, but I, I, I don't think they, they know qualification and not qualifying. They're going to come out with Lewandowski and all those people still playing and, ah, well, if you're a Barcelona fan, I, 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 I don't, I wouldn't say pity you, but I'm praying for you because that's the only thing that we can do now for you. Uh, so yes, Barcelona have an impossible tax at Bayern Munich, but it's, it's football and anything can happen. It doesn't happen with Bayern Munich, but I think the Barcelona fans can wish. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's that's what happened in the Champions League and the Premier League. It's gonna be an interesting weekend. Um, as the Premier League always delivers. And um, remember, 
the midweek fixture, sorry, or the December schedule is going to start this week. So we're going to be having back-to-back Premier League fixtures midweek and then weekend. So that's going to be exciting. George, are you excited for the December period? I'm excited. I'm excited. But, um, you know, with, with you know, so many games, you know, comes fatigue, you know. And mm-hmm. so this is this is the point of the season where we're um, uh, a team's death, you know, strength strength and death, you know, would come into play, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, hope, hopefully, hopefully um, a lot of the players don't get injured and all of that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for December, yeah. All right. And, and before we go, um, let's... IFAB, the, the, the football governing body or the people that govern the rules in football, met, I think, yesterday to discuss whether uh, halftime should be extended to 25 minutes, like the Super Bowl in America. So um, performers come to perform during the halftime period and, and, and entertain the fans. It was, it was shut down immediately. They didn't accept that. But <laughs> imagine your team losing 4-0 on a... <laughs> On a on a cold night in Stoke, and 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 you have someone like uh, I I don't want to to disregard Imagine Dragons or anything, but you have someone like I don't know. Think of the worst artist you can ever find. I don't know someone like Da Baby or something coming, and then <laughs> and then with backup dancers and rapping so, to songs that we don't even know about and everything. That would be interesting. Uh, would you have would you have accepted that the twenty five minutes? Uh, 20, 25 minutes seems like a long time. Seems like yeah. an eternity, man. This it's, no, it, I don't. Fifteen minutes is cool. It's yeah, alright. It was actually quite ridiculous that they brought that yeah. option up because I remember uh, in the twenty nineteen final of the Champions League, I think it was Liverpool versus um, Spurs. The Spurs versus Liverpool game. I think Imagine Dragons actually came onto the field to perform before the game started, and they, they were. There were lots of booze, you know, from the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, we just want the game to kick off. What was all of this entertainment? We could have gone to the show if we wanted an entertainment or in something or, or something, somebody to come and sing on 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 the stage and everything with backup dances. And but we are happy. We are glad that it didn't work out and everything. So yeah, that's about it. So that's about our show for today. Um. We're going to come back on Monday to review slash preview the games that are coming up and the games that happen over the weekend. I hope you have a good weekend. I hope your team does well this weekend. Uh, Joyce, except for you, to be honest. But (laughs) (laughs) for everybody else, that isn't a Manchester United fan. I hope your team does well this weekend. And let's see what happens this weekend. Um, George, any last remarks? Yeah, I look forward to disappointing you. Yeah, and mm. making you draw points. Yeah. The haters are always going to hate, but <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happens. Okay, so that's the show. Um, remember, you can go like and subscribe this show for this this show, the Sports Bar, wherever you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or um, Anchor App. George, I'm still on the Spotify case with you. When our when our Spotify apps come out this 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 month or this in the near future. Don't be jealous. I mean, when you're all over on Twitter, seeing everybody's Spotify app, don't be jealous because you chose to, to go with Apple Music. But I'm enjoying you know, Apple Music, by the way. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, you can enjoy it wherever you want, but it, it's still not better than Spotify. I'm going to die on this hill. But it's not subjective. It's subjective. I mean, right. you can't, you can't you... with facts. 
I can't. I back it up with fans, but that's for another day. Don't worry. When I see, we're probably going to watch the United Chelsea game together. The Chelsea United probably, game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So let's see how that goes. So on Monday we'll come and talk all about it and everything. So yeah, have a good weekend, guys. Stay safe. Be blessed. And George, thank you for coming here. Thank you. It's a pleasure as always, man. Thank you yeah, for having yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, all right. So have a good weekend and see you guys on Monday. Bye. Yeah.